Welcome to today's episode of the Causey Consulting Podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Causey, and I'm also the owner of Causey Consulting, which you can find online anytime at CauseyConsultingLLC.com. Super excited for my guest today, Marissa Mohi. She is a writer, blogger, YouTuber, and tarot reader. She is the creator of several planners and journals, as well as ebooks and course bundles. Marissa is currently working on a novel set in her hometown of Edmond, Oklahoma. Sounds very exciting. So thank you for taking the time to be here today, Marissa. Yeah, thank you so much, Sarah. Thank you for having me. Yeah, so tell us more about your own entrepreneurial journey. How did you get started? Well, um, if I'm being honest, I got started on accident. Um, it was never anything that I really intended to do. Mm -hmm. uh, but in 2010, you know, we were still recovering from the Great Recession, and I was finishing up a master's degree in writing, which, you know, at that time, the economy was uh, kind of tender, I suppose. Yes. And there weren't a whole lot of opportunities uh, for, you know, creative work or writers um, where I lived in Oklahoma. And so I started doing just a little bit of freelancing, and it really started to pan out. And, you know, that year when I started freelancing, um, you know, I did my taxes that year and I was like, well, I really need to restructure this. So I get to keep <laughs> some of this money at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. And so I, I realized that I wanted to kind of move from freelancer into making that a business. And I mean, I, I had a bunch of full time jobs after that. But, you know, I kept the freelance stuff going. And recently, um, I guess it was in December, I went 100% full time into my own business. And it's never anything that I thought I would do. Honestly, if you would have asked me 10 years ago, <laughs> I would have said, you know, I'll probably teach and, you know, or work in a library or something like that. But this has just been something that is so much fun. And it's so fulfilling. And it's, you know, 100% what I was meant to do. Oh, God, that's such a good feeling. You know, when you really mm -hmm. are able to say, yes, I'm in my zone, I'm doing what I was put on this earth to do. It feels so good. Uh -huh, agreed. And there's so many creatives that don't think that that's out there for them because mm -hmm. they've had nothing but, you know, soul sucking jobs. So <laughs> if you're out there listening, it's out there, I promise. <laughs> <laughs> so you work in particular with writers, and I'd love to know more about your inspiration. Like, what gave you a heart for working with that niche in particular? Yeah, so um, I've always wanted to be a writer. That's something that I was obsessed with. I guess when I was eight years old, I decided that that was, you know, going to be something that I did. And so I majored in creative writing. I went to grad school for writing. And it's just always something that I enjoyed. But also, you know, being an older millennial, uh, I just kind of grew up around tech and it never really seemed uh, confusing to me. In fact, I would say I've probably done, you know, more free writing um, you know, on MySpace or LiveJournal or places like that where we all used to congregate mm -hmm. back in the day. And so I just got really comfortable using stuff like that. And every time I would go to writing conferences or I would talk to my writing friends, they'd be like, we don't understand how you can put out so much online content. You know, like, what is it that you're doing? Um, you know, how do you structure your time? How do you figure out what you're going to do? And uh, I think that I just kind of realized that there was a real need to teach writers how to build their online platform, because I think a lot of writers get really stuck in like those esoteric philosophical mm -hmm. conversations and that's what they want to write about. But 
at the end of the day, um, content creation can be difficult, but it doesn't necessarily have to be. And most writers don't, you know, have a budget to hire PR people or marketing people. So showing them easy ways to show up on Instagram or how to show up on their blog or maybe even creating a YouTube channel, if that's something they're interested in. Uh, that's just been, you know, like a fun way to work with them and to help them. And then also just um, to honestly create passive income products, because I can create a framework in a planner and then pass it on to another writer and that writer can then use that and I can sell that multiple times. So it's just been, um, you know, I think it, it almost feels like it was all meant to be, if that makes sense. <laughs> oh, definitely. Yes. And you touched on this a second ago and, and I'd love to learn more about it. So in my coaching practice, there are times when I encounter limiting beliefs around pursuing a creative outlet. Like people think it's, it's self-indulgent. That one really gets under my skin. You know, when I hear somebody mm -hmm. say, well, I, I'd love to be a writer or sculptor or painter, but I feel like it's self-indulgent. Like somehow I have survivor's guilt. There's so many people like, you know, one of my podcast guests earlier, Scott Grayson called it being a cubicle zombie. There's so mm -hmm. many people who are stuck in that nine to five rut. They're a cubicle zombie. You know, who the hell am I to escape? that rut and and be able to paint and get paid for it or be a writer and get paid for it. So we have to work on sh shifting those limiting beliefs around it's self-indulgent, it's wrong, I'll never make it. What are some of the limiting beliefs that you see as you're working with writers and creatives? Yeah, I mean, I think there are a lot with writers and I'm not necessarily sure where they come from, but one I hear a lot is I'm just not techie. Well, no. like you don't necessarily have to be techie anymore. You know, you can gr grab yourself like a Wix website and it's almost impossible to make it look bad because it's such a user friendly thing mm -hmm. to use in the first place. Um, and I think just this notion that there are too many barriers to entry around technology or around social media. And, you know, there are some barriers. They're always going to be there. But um, if there are already a bunch of people doing it, you know, I think that it it's something that's a lot easier than a lot of people think. And so I hear a lot, you know, that I, I don't understand the technology or I just didn't grow up at the same time that you did. So I can't <laughs> learn this. But like, I, I'll be real. I didn't come out of the womb doing YouTube. You know, right. that's something that came a lot later. So um, I, I always think of it as all products now are designed to be as user friendly as possible. And yes, there's going to be a learning curve, but just know that like, there's so much tech support out there. There's so much, you know, uh, so many resources and a lot of information about how to use stuff. So um, these platforms really want you to use them. Mm -hmm. So they're going to make it as easy as possible. So I think that that's the biggest limiting belief I hear. Like, I just don't understand technology. And um, I mean, I, I understand it, but also it's 2020 and we're not getting rid of computers. So like, <laughs> you got to learn. <laughs> Yeah, that's a really good point, too, that like, okay, even millennials and Gen Z young people, it's not like they were sitting as a fetus in the womb with a cell phone. Like, right. <laughs> at some point, everyone has had to learn how to use technology. And, and I agree with you. They A lot of these platforms like Wix and WordPress and GoDaddy, like, they really do want to set you up for success so that you mm -hmm. will continue to use their products and renew your license every year. Like, they're not setting you up to fail. They're setting you up to succeed. Exactly. And I, I think it almost comes down to like a time management question. It's not that you're not techie. It's that you don't want to set aside the time to learn something new. 
That's very well said. Yes, I agree with you. I like that a lot. And I noticed that you are really passionate about work-life balance, especially in, in this time that we're in, in the pandemic. People are like all cloistered together in the home. You've got kids that are having to be homeschooled for the first time. You have parents that are trying to continue to hold down jobs and do Zoom meetings every five minutes and then take care of the mm-hmm. kids. And so there's just all of this sort of frenetic activity that's happening within the home. So where where do we even begin? Like when we think about work-life balance in, in this sort of new normal, where do we even start? (laughs) That is a fantastic question. (laughs) And I don't know if there's a definitive answer, but I do have, you know, some small things that you can do. So I have always been obsessed with work-life balance. And I think it was because that, you know, for so long I had a full-time job and a side hustle Mm -hmm. and like little creative things that I wanted to do. So I had to get really good at time management, but I also had to come to terms with you know, understanding that I couldn't do every little thing, even though I tried several times, you know, Um, I always jokingly tell people I've been burnt out since 2002. Uh, (laughs) It's probably not true, but I I do, you know, toe that line more often than I should. So I'm trying to get a lot better about it. And that's kind of where my work-life balance obsession comes from. So for me, I turn off as many notifications as possible. Mm -hmm. Um, I know that a lot of people will say, you know, you can just put your phone on do not disturb after work hours, but um, that doesn't work enough for me. So I, you know, keep all my notifications off except for alarms. And then I'll set specific alarms on my phone, like at 8 p.m. every night, an alarm goes off and I put my phone in my home office and I do not touch it anymore. I mean, that's an ideal scenario. I will be real. Sometimes I get sucked into Instagram scrolling, but Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm trying to get better about it. (laughs) So nobody's perfect. Um, so little things like that, or um, my fiance and I have this kind of, uh, I would say it's more of a routine now where we try to take a happy hour every day. Nice. And so we'll, um, if the weather's nice enough, we'll sit outside and, you know, have a drink and just uh, try to hit that by 6 p.m. Sometimes we're not finished working by then because we both work for ourselves. So, you know, things can take as long as they want. So you have to actually make yourself go outside. Um And then, you know, just kind of making time for working out. That's something that has really kept me healthy and sane right now. Uh, Just because, you know, the gyms are closed Mm -hmm. and um, there's just not a whole lot of places you can go right now. So just working out every morning in my living room. I do it before everybody wakes up and it's just nice and chill and quiet. And it's like my little alone time. And then I shower, make coffee and then get to work for the day. So um, just kind of having these routines and these habits in place has made it a lot easier for me to find that sense of balance. I will say that, you know, I'm still uh, struggling with laundry. And, um, (laughs) you know, we cannot keep up with the dishes because we're never going out to eat anymore. (laughs) So um, (laughs) I don't have answers for those, but I am always happy to hear if people have suggestions on those. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And I, I really like your point about having that intentional happy hour as a couple, because tasks do expand or contract to fill the time that we give them. Mm-hmm. So like when we are self-employed or we're, we own a business, like, yes, you could, you could sit and be an entrepreneur all night long. You could miss out on you family really time. Can. Yeah. Yes. And so like, if you don't have that intention of like, okay, at 6 PM, we're going to go out on the patio or we're going to, you know, hang out by the fireside or whatever, and like have a glass of wine and really have togetherness time. Like I think, 
think it works a lot better if you just say like, this is, this is, I'm going to speak it into existence. This is going to be how we spend our evening tonight. And we're going to shut the phone off long enough to have that quality time with each other. Mm -hmm. It's so important. And then once it becomes a habit, it's so easy to keep doing it. So yeah, just making it a priority for a week Mm -hmm. and then you'll be in that groove and then you can just keep doing it. Nice. So I have to say, you have a unique skill set in writing, blogging, YouTubing, reading tarot cards. How do you like find that you can integrate all of these components together? Like how, how do you achieve all of this in your entrepreneurship and then in your work-life balance? I mean, you're, I, I, to my knowledge, you're the first like sort of mystical tarot card reader person that I've had on the podcast, which I'm super excited about. So it's like, how, (laughs) how do you gel all of these unique qualities together? Yeah. So that is a great question. Um, I don't know if they're necessarily gelling. Sometimes uh, some things feel like they don't work, but I think that's when you kind of have to smooth over the Mm -hmm. edges. So I read this book called Body of Work by Pamela Slim. I don't know if you've heard of it, Um, but it's kind of just about finding all the things that you're interested in and using those things to build basically your job and your platform. And I've always been interested in tarot and as somebody that studied writing and Mm -hmm. story structure, it makes a lot of sense to me because, you know, the cards, when you lay them out and you look at the pictures, um, it basically follows standard story structure. If you uh, are familiar with the hero's journey and stuff like that. Yeah. So, yeah, just like looking at those, you can kind of see it lay out that way. And then there are a lot of writers historically, like uh, Sylvia Plath did this, who use tarot and Ouija boards to like, come up with their story ideas. And I think I kind of want to bring that back. I don't know if I can, um, you know, make it a whole big movement or anything like that. But I think that, you know, kind of consulting maybe spiritual uh, guides in order to write better or to come up with better ideas. Maybe that's something that we're kind of lacking now because online in the the writerly space, anybody that talks about writing, it's always about productivity. It's always about hitting your workouts and like being productive is super important. I won't say that it's not, but at the end of the day, it's not the only goal, like getting work done and moving on to get more work done isn't always the most important thing. And I I feel like if you are a creative entrepreneur, you get that one special blessing of doing creative things the way you want to do them. So just kind of following what lights you up, what you're interested in, what excites you, and then just kind of integrating that into your daily life is the best part about running your own creative business. So I'm always into like, you know, weird, esoteric, spiritual things. And so I try to incorporate them into everything I do. Oh, yay. I think that's so cool. And I I love the way that you're talking about this, because it it is so important to have those things in your life, not just like, okay, so sometimes in my mind, we tend to think about this in our personal life. Like, oh, I have these hobbies, I have these things that I really enjoy doing for fun. But then I go to work and it's like, you can hear, you know, like you hear the music in the background, like, like it's wonderful when you're able to enjoy all of it. Like you don't just have this like, oh, I've got this amazing personal life or I'm in this fulfilling romance or this very happy marriage and then work, you know, like (laughs) when, when you're able to integrate these things together so that it's like, yay, you know, I wake up in the morning and I really feel good. I feel fulfilled. I feel exciting for what's about to happen in this day instead of dreading it. So I, I think being able to live a life that lights you up instead of having like, well, I've got a couple of compartments over here 
that are, mm-hmm. you know, on fire and exciting. And then the rest of it's <laughs> kind of a dumpster. It's on fire because it's a dumpster fire. Like, right. it, it's very fulfilling, you know? Yeah, it's so nice to be able to enjoy what you were doing, even if it's like the hardest part of your year, like every year for me doing taxes, yeah. you know, preparing that and sending it to my accountant. It's awful. But at the same time, I'm so happy I get to do that because it means that, you know, my business is working and that I get to continue this lifestyle I have. So I think when like everything, when you're following your heart and you're doing what you love and pursuing it and, you know, being compensated for your time with mm-hmm. it, um, I think that, it, it just makes it so much easier to endure all those, you know, hard, terrible things about being a business owner. Well said. <laughs> so if somebody is listening to this episode and they're a creative or a writer and they want to reach out to you, learn more about who you are and what you do and potentially work with you, where should they go online to find you? Yeah, so you can always find me at marissamohi.com or youtube.com slash marissamohi. And I'm on both Twitter and Instagram as at the marissamohi. I also have a Facebook page, but I'll be real. I'm not super active on Facebook. Mm -hmm. So if you message me there, it might take me a minute to find it. So (laughs) cool. Very cool. Well, I know that you're busy and I really appreciate you taking time out of your day to be a guest. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. This was awesome. Once again, my guest today was Marissa Mohi. You can find her online at Marissa Mohi, M-A-R-I-S-A-M-O-H-I.com. If you enjoyed today's episode, please share it. If you haven't already, please subscribe to this podcast and leave a review for us on iTunes. Bye for now.